can't be true. He's like, I'm thinking, yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, that house is all. I mean, you told us, didn't you say that the neighbors, the ones that were living underneath the when you guys first moved in? They said it was moldy, yeah. Yeah. So with that open, it's only getting worse. Well, they didn't say it was moldy. They said it was it leaked. Which I mean, there's water coming in the roof, or the not even the roof. That's crazy. Hmm. Mm. Shallow and pedantic. Maybe I'll call the city. Do you want it condemned? <coughs> if they knock it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's gone. I mean, she obviously has the yard up kept, but not the house. Like, what do you do? She only has the yard up kept because it's right next to her. Mm. I'm saying, so then, like, someone driving by is like, well, the, the yard looks fine. That's, like, what they seem to be. Doing. There's also a new hole in the front where, um, I'm going to use the word varmint. Mm. Varmint live in there. Vermin? Varmint. V-A-R-M-I-N-T. Varmint? I think vermin is the... The root word? The southern version. Oh. Varmint. Varmint. A troublesome wild animal. Oh. And vermin? Dangerous, monstrous, or foul. Wild animal believed to be harmful to crops. Hmm. Diseased animal, parasitic worms, rodents. Okay. But varmint is a benign animal. Hmm. Look at me learning English language arts. Oh, a troublesome and mischievous person, especially a child. Well, you can call your students varmint. Uh, my favorite thing is to tell them uh, <laughs> in slight honesty, whenever we go out to afternoon recess, I say, okay, you guys go, your bother. Uh, no, what do I say? I'm tired of y'all. And they're like, hey! I'm like, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard of that. It's very funny. (laughs) All right, it's time for you to go to bed. Uh, I'm doing too much. This is too much going on. (laughs) Go play. I'm tired of you. (laughs) And then Jaws will go. Mm. I'm just kidding. I don't understand what this is supposed to affect me. (laughs) I said what I said. I said what I said. I said what I said. Well, welcome back, Chris. Oh, we did it. We made it. We're here. Well, I've been here the whole time. It's only been like a week, right? Because this is my house. One week? Uh, in a couple of days. One week and a couple of days. One week and a couple of days. Just some change. Just a yeah. couple change. A couple change. Is it a couple change if it's more than one week? Yes. Like in addition to the one week that was there to begin with? So then two weeks. You're not teaching math, right? Not yet. Well, you can't help me then. <laughs> no, not I'm teaching uh, English language arts. Wow. <laughs> and social studies. But you don't know what varmint is. No. Nor. I also spelled quiet. Q U I T E. Well, so, you know, I'm doing great for myself. <laughs> nobody said that you had to be a dyslexia specialist. No, I yeah, I do. I'm not the dyslex- dyslexia specialist at school, so don't have to worry about that. Well. Well. Cheers. Yeah. Clink. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, sounds sloppy. Nice and foamy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we are back. Yeah. Um, you know, right. life life just gets crazy sometimes. Life finds a way. What have you been doing? Uh, I have been uh, playing hockey. 
Do you even know how to ice skate? I don't even know what hockey is. Oh, roller hockey. Roller. <laughs> uh, actually, roller derby. Um, uh, that's where all the bruises came from. On your eyeballs? No, emotional. Oh. Uh... That, okay, those are those are bags. Oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a different thing. Well, listen. There's this great concealer that I know of. Concealer. Yeah. I barely know her. No. So hey. you, you've just been all over the place learning how to teach and being a teacher. I know. It's 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 um it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot, but I am finally wrapping up. We're getting to the end of things, uh, kind of. Hopefully, um, hopefully I pass my test so I don't have to. Do any more. Mm-hmm. And then I just start teaching. Tell me more. About te- teaching? Elaborate. Uh, well, so if I pass my test, then I can interview. And if I can interview, I get a job. And then uh, having a job, then I start in um, a January, which is like a one month. And Interesting. Tell me more about January. January is a month of the year. Um, it's the first month of the year. There's normally like a new year celebration and then it starts and then january is there and then a quick question is it named after jan the drag queen yes she started it a long time ago full circle about, about about a year ago only one when was she on all-star six two years ago one year ago mm. time is fleeting <laughs> time is you know a spectrum <laughs> <laughs> okay. it happens cyclically but also in one dimension. But also, it's kind of abstract, but you can see, see it. And touch it. Uh-huh. It's intangible. It's, it's indescribable, like a... Indescribable thing. Indescribable. Yeah. Did uh, you ever see Bob do that joke? She no. says, it's incomparable, like a... Race? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been a, a fun ride, and uh, I'm finally wrapping up, and I'm feeling feeling pretty good about that. Good. Because then I'm going to have my evenings back, which is going to be great as well. It's been a while since you've had an evening. One evening. Just, Just one. one. Where do you keep it? Uh, in my pocket. Mm. No, actually, people keep taking them from me. Well. Give me that back. You need to get a... <clears throat> Shit. And uh, had to shit? <laughs> no! <laughs> There's that wallet that's RFID. Uh, it would be a great commercial if we had sponsors. Yeah. Real sponsors. Well, like. Besides baked bones. <laughs> I was going to say, like! <laughs> because recent Gallup polls have shown that Americans have <laughs> reported feeling stress, worry, and anger in the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the. We're out of practice. (laughs) More and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Big Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BakedBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. 
Big Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code Spoopy15. Spoopy15. Big Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Big Bones proudly donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Baked Bones are now available at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Man Ready Mercantile on South Congress Street in Austin. Baked Bones! Wow. It's almost like we got better singing. You know, when we went on our solo careers. I've been eating a lot of honey. Mm, yes. I have this nice, soft, sultry voice because I yell at kids all day. So And smoking cigarettes. Yes. I started picking up cigarettes. I Jeweling. In the classroom. The, do the children jewel? J- no. They're, they're eight. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing young. weird stuff. <laughs> You're right. Um, no. They do know a lot about Fortnite, and that scares me. I don't hmm. know what it is. It's a game. Yes, I do know that. I know anything about it. Well, they keep on. I, I need to write down some of the words that they're saying because they're not like the old, like "oh, you're a noob" and like "oh, I pwned you" or like whatever it is, uh, you know, that online games used to be. Now it's um, I don't even I can't think. And so we were thinking of antonyms, and they gave two opposites, and they're all laughing. And I'm like, okay, what is this? Like, what's going on? <laughs> huh. Like, we can use it if that's something that we can like. If it's something, they wouldn't explain it to me. I'm like, okay, well. That then we're not doing it. <laughs> Fortnite reminds me of. Do you remember the Toy Story uh, Army Men game on Nintendo sixty four? I do not. Ah, oh, it reminds me of that. Oh, was it good? Bad. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, yeah. My friend, uh, the the person I personal trained, she I asked her about it. She's like, oh yeah, I played Fortnite. I really like it. Oh, I don't like it. Oh well, she was trying to get me into playing it. So I was like, oh maybe I guess I'll have to try it. Figure out what the youths are doing. I don't don't feel like that's going to be your kind of a game. I've never seen you play a game that's similar. Okay. Is it like a gun game? Yeah. Oh, then absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good at that. It's like a first person, no, third person shooter, mm-hmm. but also co-op. Okay. And it's just really... It's like Call of Duty? No. Because it's, the player's in front of you. You don't, you're not up at the game. We can do that with Call of Duty, too. Well, anyways. Wow. They're really focused on, like, there's 30,000 weapons. Why? I don't know. Um, I was just, well, they had an, a, a plane, and I was like, I want to fly the plane. I'm <laughs> flying. <laughs> and then I went somewhere where I was not supposed to go, and I, like, I took an L. Mm. That's what they say. Took an L, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that was not one of the antonyms or synonyms that they gave me. I could not... I was not, I didn't have the patience for it. So I was like, you know what? Fine. That All the children say, let's go, though. Mm, All no. the children say, let's go. Let's go. Not that I've, not that I've focused on. Hmm. I'll have to, I'm going to start listening more. Now that I know that's something. Is that a Fortnite thing, too? It's just, a, it's a YouTube thing, I think. Oh. No, I have not. Oh, I've heard like the, let's go. Let's like go. Yeah. Oh, okay, then yes. When they win something, they say, let's go. Let's go, yeah. 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 Okay, then yes. Yes, that. I don't like it. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. What have you been up to? What's going on? Well, you know, I've been doing lots of stuff. I had to look at the calendars. Like, the last time uh, we did this was like the first Before Halloween? No, first... Did we? No, I think we did the first week of November. 
Did we? Hmm. Let me look. When did our last episode come out? Well, I remember listening to it recently. So. Spartanburg Cox, go Cox. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we talked about doing Halloween, so it would have been like, yeah, right after. Yeah. So we recorded it on the 2nd, and then it came out the 6th. Yes. Yes. Well. Yes. It's been a full month. Month. Whoopsies. I did lots. Okay. Tell me about Um, it. I went to Washington, D.C. on a family vacation. We saw all the things. Yes. Uh, We celebrated Thanksgiving. 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 I love giving things. Uh, I had... Three birthdays in the family. Oh, wow. Lots of eventing. A lot, lot of birthdays. Mm-hmm. A lot of birthdays. I took uh, my daughter, Jazeline, mm-hmm. to the worst experience for me. Mm-hmm. It was a bounce house, a traveling bounce house, with the largest bounce house in, they say, the world. Mm-hmm. It's about the size of, like, a basketball court. Okay. It was a pretty big bounce house. Yeah. But I, it was just like a bunch of kids. Yes. Like, blah, blah, throwing balls. I got hit in the head twice. Yeah. And I was like, I don't... This is not happening. I don't like this. <laughs> it's like, okay, who, who throw that? <laughs> um, and it was wet. And you can't wear shoes. And the amount Why of children... Because it, it had rained the night before. Oh, it was outside? Yes. Oh. The amount of children with sopping wet socks just flicking water oh. walking was so disgusting. So we did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy then, birthday! You know, <laughs> we came back here for pizza and party cake mm-hmm. and stuff. And then um, I had my anniversary, my second anniversary. Yes! Happy anniversary! That's very exciting. Thank you. Look at that. And now we're ready for the holidays. Yes. I, I, because I was here on Friday and that was not there. Was, was it there? No, we okay. got it on s- Steam Heat. Uh, you know, it was out steamy outside. Saturday. Oh, uh, okay. Good. Saturday. That makes, I was like, mm, was that there? No. Okay. That's good. Does Looks it smell pretty. like pine in here? No, it smells like a candle. It's a pine-scented candle, so it should smell like pine. <laughs> Mm. And the tree. Yes, smell like pine. And all of my leftover pine air fresheners from last year, I spray them. Yeah. Here. <laughs> spray some. Uh, uh. Hold your hand out. This is pure fig <laughs> for needle oil. I'm going to burn. Yeah. We'll just yeah. put it right in, in your drink. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And then breathe. Mm. Uh, Very gin, gin-like. <laughs> yeah, let's just amp up the gin flavor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> then I'll throw up. No. no, you're not. This is not poison. Nothing bad. I do have a very sad event to bring to the podcast. Oh boy, I deleted Twitter, so right. I don't have any memes to share. <gasps> Where do you get your memes now? I really don't have any now. There's no way for me to get them. What do? You, how? What? Do, I'm sorry. Whoa. I know. Whoa. Where am I going to get the memes? I'm not going to get them from Facebook. Then and you, I'm not on Instagram. Because then you become an old woman. You're finding the, the 40-year-old like, memes. Me, a picture of the Grinch and be like, I don't like people. I don't like people. My heart grew two sizes too small. Um, what do you... Uh, okay, let me... How do you... Let me try again. What How do you... The, uh, what, how do you... What do you do? 
successfully, <laughs> quickly. <laughs> no, okay, here's a meme for you. Uh, I've gotten really into react. <laughs> I've gotten really into reaction pics lately, which they kind of love. Um, and I don't know where it's at, but uh, it's quite funny. And now it's losing. Oh, uh, just this. <laughs> what? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> what? <laughs> a very fair question. Very fair question. What? Yes. <laughs> Why did I want it to read as a little John? Yeah, Let me ask you a very fair question. <laughs> what? Especially <laughs> with Bianca and Trinity on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Those that were like that. I saw that underneath the post, and I was like, "This is hilarious." I'm I don't want to get back on Twitter, but where am I going to get my memes? I don't want to be on there while get, Elon is the... I get some good ones from Instagram. But I also don't want to be on Instagram. That's I don't true. take any pictures. Me neither. What I'm do you so do? bad You're at Instagram. just on there? I po- so I post memes in my story. That's literally the only, like... I don't post very much on Instagram. I think I post like once a month, usually. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. And there's no other venue. No. I'm not going to get on TikTok. You do Hive. But apparently there's like... What the hell is that? Apart. It's like a version of um, Twitter. But like awful. Hmm. Then there was Mastodon for a little bit of time. I don't know. I don't know. But that was when everyone was mass exiting. And apparently you have to get approved to be on Mastodon. And so then it was like a wait list to get on Mastodon. It was weird. Well, I'm not doing that either. Okay, don't do that. Um, you could do... I'm going to get on Be Real. No, I don't. I don't want that. I'm not actually real. So. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to take pictures of things. That's that's worse than Instagram. Like, it's time for you to take a picture, and I'm just be like, <laughs> I'm, I'm at home doing yeah. laundry yeah. again. Look at this. Yeah, I don't know. I that didn't ever. I did not even attempt to be real because I see people post them on Twitter. I'm like, this seems so boring. And you know, all those Twitter guys. Like, there's no way you look that good on the first attempt. Do you have a choice of being able to do over? Yes. No. So I'm like, so you are not being real. I also don't have any people to add. Who am I going to be on there with? He's not laughing at me. He's coughing. Oh, I was like, let's try it. <laughs> I also don't have any friends. <laughs> like you husband, don't, you fucking bitch. Your husband was laughing in the other room at you. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even laugh at you. <laughs> like, damn, that gets deep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, it's not, I don't want to, I don't do that. I don't want to do that. So I feel in the moment, like, um, what do you call a, a countryless person? Um, a stateless person. I feel like a stateless uh, person without being able to find any memes. An espionage. What? No, stateless. No. State, is it stateless? Yeah. What's a, an, an emigrant? Immigrant? No. You feel like a... Stateless person. I don't know. There's a word for it. I there think, is but a word. Stateless is the best I can do right now. Uh, they they are Vermont's a stateless person. An unhoused, an unstated person. Statelessness. That's not humble. <laughs> you can't use the word. Oh, oh my God! That's another thing with kids. I'm like, they're like, what's what's a, a synonym for smile? And they they wrote smiley. Well, like, n- no, no, <laughs> you can't use the word in the definition or the the synonym. Like that doesn't help anything. 
or broke a break was broken. Like, no. That's the same thing. Yes, that's, that's the exact same thing. Participle. Yes, participle. Um. Yeah, it's stateless person. That that's the word. Yeah. Hmm. I'm a stateless person for memes right now. Yeah. How's that feel? Bad. You feel lost. Yeah. You feel sad. Mm-hmm. Shut up. <laughs> To statelessness. To statelessness. To you and your 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 memes. Gotta find a place to go. Pour some out for our homies. No. Just pour this shot all over your floor. <laughs> then I would have you get a rag. You're like, you know what, Chris? Get up. Get a rag. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Love it. That sounds, yeah. That's a... No, I'd be like, Coco. <laughs> Come here. Coco. Because <laughs> 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 like he'd be walking around more sloshed than he already is. Look at him. He's hanging out the couch and the pillow at the same time. He's very tired because he's been trying to abuse other dogs all weekend. Mm. Morky came yesterday, but Bailey was here yeah. Saturday and Sunday and Monday and today. And he was enjoying her? Yeah. But yeah. She, she's like, don't mm. fuck with me. Yeah. And he's like, but what if... What if I fucked with you? Yeah, like literally. Um, Alan's dog Iris, a girl dog, uh, very much enjoys the company of Bailey. So she will to mount hug to lots of back hugs, mm-hmm. lots of back hugging, and then she gets off and she keeps doing the thing. And I'm like, first of all, you're spayed. Second of all, that's not the motion you should be making. What is happening here? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. It's very funny to me to watch her do it. And Bailey has bad hips and knees. So Bailey just like. <laughs> <laughs> Laying down. It's like, I don't like this. And she's not a fighter. She's a lover. So she's just like, oh, like get away from me. <laughs> Is there a place to hide? <laughs> exactly. She goes over and to gets me. in the tub. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anytime it even remote. Thunderstorm on the television tub. Right in the tub. I hear the clicks. I'm like. Why are you in my tub? <laughs> Coco will also get in the tub sometimes. Yeah. But I th- he goes in there to lick the water. Oh, yeah. I'm he's like, like, you have water in your bowl. <laughs> so he's a cat. Because my grandma had cats that she'd use anytime that she, anyone would take a shower. She'd leave the shower door open so that the kids, the cats, the kids. The kids go <laughs> lick the tub. <laughs> I need water. Me and all my cousins would just go right in after somebody took a shower lick and it. lick it. <laughs> we needed some some soapy water, but the cats would just go in there. They'd lick, a, and they had water everywhere. But no, they wanted the the shower water. It was fresh. I guess so. Fresh water, fresh yeah. dew, fresh, fresh. Yeah, that was weird. What a great anecdote from your childhood. I know. I lived a weird life. Well, I, I being really from have. blouses, blouses, one yeah. could imagine. Shirts, Texas. A lot, lot of things to recollect. I think, do you ever think back, at like, or at least at any point, you're like, wow, I had a boring life. And then you look back and like, actually, no, I didn't. I got some weird shit going on. Mine was not weird. I just well, a very interesting life. Interesting. 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 I'm a oh first God. generation. I'm not a first generation anything. No. <laughs> I'm an immigrant. Yeah, I was going to say, you are not a first generation. <laughs> first generation Canadian, but not first. I'm not even a first generation Canadian. <laughs> like a third. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
I'm getting the girls their citizenship. Look at that. I sent away the documents. They will be dual citizens. Duels. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't gotten anything back. Okay. It's been a couple takes, weeks. But like, I sent it in certified mail, so they're supposed to send it back when they received it, and I haven't gotten that yet. And I also sent two other things certified, and I've only gotten one. Hmm. Which it is a very go, expensive way to send things and yes. then not receive the certified certification. Tell me, thanks. Um, USPS is doing this weird thing nowadays where they randomly email you. I don't know how they do that. How do you know? I signed up for something sometime, and then it was like every day we're going to tell you what we're sending mm-hmm. you, and it would always I'd always be like, well, let me just look, and then it would always be like, image not scanned. Yeah. Well, I um, the thing I might have pissed off my mail uh, person because I stopped checking my mail besides things that are like actually important. So like everything else, I just leave in the mailbox, like all the fucking just wads of paper that he just stuffs in there. Cause he never put them in there nicely, and it's not my mailbox. There is an actual mailbox on my house, like in the back, and they don't want to walk back there, and so they just put it in the front. So I'm like, okay, well I'll take my packages out, but all the rest of this. Could be the other person's house. So, I'm not touching. Hmm. So, I'd leave everything out there. So, then I came home the other day and it was no longer stuffed to the point that it was open. I'm like, <laughs> did you give up or did someone come by and clean it for you? Because. Does somebody uh, live in that house in front of no, you? No. I thought not. somebody lived there. It was like a, a girl. No. That guy moved out like four months ago. It's been, I checked on AJR.com. It is it has been on the market for uh, last when I checked 126 days. Ooh. Yeah, and it's for rent. For rent, is it like a way overpriced? Yes, I told you that. So they they originally listed it for twenty seven hundred dollars, two bedroom, one bathroom house, that's one bathroom. A lot. Yes, has a kitchen, has, does have a washer and dryer, but twenty seven hundred dollars. That's more than that's four hundred dollars more than what me, Savannah, and Nick paid for a three bedroom, three bathroom. Uh, 1800 square foot house that you had two garages like (laughs) location 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 apparently but like that's insane so then he reduced the price i think to 2400 and now it's at 2150 and he still can't list it and like baby if you had brought it down because my friend had been looking in austin and she was thinking about moving back to houston i'm like if you had lowered it back to two if you had lowered it lowered it to two thousand dollars her and i would have taken it and figured out how to share a bathroom because she has dogs and then i would love to have a washer and dryer in my house because uh, it's annoying going to the freaking laundromat, but um, yeah. Do you fold the clothes at the laundromat? Sometimes, depends on if I'm in a rush. And if I fold them, my life is golden. If I don't fold them, I'm like, oh, I'll do it at home. And you right. never do it. At home. <laughs> never do it at home. So those are just coming off the floor. <laughs> so at least, but see, that makes it better because because uh, you know some people have piles of dirty clothes. I never have piles of dirty clothes. All my clothes, piles of clothes, are clean. Uh, the dirty clothes go in the hamper in mm-hmm. one spot, and that's where they go. Everything else is clean. So at least I know that if there's clothes on my floor, it's clean. I have a problem. Yes. Of having a pile of dirty clothes. Oh, okay. And, uh, like it makes you uncomfortable, or you do it? No, I do it. <laughs> and I. Spencer. It doesn't get that big, but. Uh, that big? <laughs> no, it's usually probably like maybe like two pairs of pants, mm-hmm. like. Three or four shirts, and then a lot of underwear and socks. Okay, okay, okay. And it's always right next to the bed. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know. What am I... You take them off and go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel that. But so, I yeah. should be putting them in the hamper. I take all my stuff off in the bathroom when I'm brushing my teeth. So then there it goes. It's, it gets a little bit better because I have a desk. I have a, a dressing table oh, in the closet now. A and so I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to get dressed at my dressing table. <laughs> but I got, I, sl- I slopped off. Yeah. And so now I'm back to where I was. Mm. But I did all the laundry today. Okay. Not children laundry. Okay. All the other laundry. I did all the laundry except all the laundry I did not do. I, yes. Exactly <laughs> what I did today. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so... We turned over a new leaf. Look at you. You're surviving. And when I go to bed tonight, I'm going to take these clothes off and, and put them right next them to right the bed. <laughs> okay. That's a vibe. Um, yeah. I mean, I wear my pants more than once usually because I'm not sweating out my ass too much. Um, so I will set them in a different pile in my bathroom. So there is a different pile that's, once again, still semi-clean, worn once pile situation. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, jeans can be worn... Well, these are jeans. Multiple times. Oh, uh, at least twice. I might wear them three times. That's acceptable. I think. Yeah, I think but three, then three they gotta is, go. Is about my limit. Jeans. That, oh, all the time. Five, six times. They get stronger a week. The more you wear them, <laughs> they physically keep, repel dirt. Uh huh. Just keep sweating in them. Get that ass in those jeans. Just yeah, all over it. Just stronger. They come get stronger. They don't absorb smell. No, they don't. They no. can't. No. It's impossible mm. because America. America and Jesus only Levi's brand. Christ. Tells Maybe you. Wranglers. I don't wear Wranglers. I wear Levi's. I wear Levi's too. I'm a but Levi's I'm, bitch. I'm becoming interested in Wrangler jeans. Okay. Because I watched American Horror Story uh, NYC mm-hmm. and the fashion. Mm-hmm. The fashion is fashioning, Mama. And Wranglers is the fashion? Well, it's very early 80s, and it was like, Levi's were like, oh, you got the nice jeans. Mm. I got the less expensive, but they're still very nice jeans. Wranglers. Mm, um, they're not um, Lee. Mm, 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 not yeah, Lee jeans. Wrangler. Um, no, I'm, I'm talking about the, the Levi's. Levi's are good. They, they fit me well. They make my legs look good. Mm, they make very my difficult job for It really is. Make my butt perky. Instead of looking like two uh, two eggs nailed to a wall. Sardine cans in a bag. There you go. Um, lumpy. Flat uh, and <laughs> flat and uh, rectangular. Yes. Definitely like, think about like an hourglass figure, but each cheek. And then forget about it. For- <laughs> think about an hourglass figure and then completely yeah. get that out of your Oh, head. I wasn't talking about my body. I'm talking about each cheek. <laughs> <laughs> well, that... Sounds like you have been uh, sitting in a seat that is too small. Mm. Maybe. And it's hourglass in the middle, too? Yeah. Well, it was something shoved up your ass. Well. Something. I'll never. Something oh. like that. <laughs> Do you like my decor? I... That one up there has ridges. Ridge? <laughs> Those are terrifying. Yeah. That's threatening, but also sexual. Ben and Kendall came over for supper yesterday, uh, and they were like, you, you got to get rid of You, you can't just you leave this to out. You put that away. And I said, no, the suction cup gets it, and it's hard to move. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Kendall was like. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You know. As one does. If it fits, it sits. Okay. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. I regret everything. 
<sighs> yes. Classic. Should we... We should probably talk about those two things. <laughs> it's been 30 minutes. We were just catching up. You, you know, know. You know. Just classic. We, we we haven't seen each other in four weeks. We had to talk about things. No, I've seen you. Kind of. That wasn't me. Oh. I told you I'm a squid. Games. Squid games. I I'm excited for the second. What? I watched, I think, the first three episodes. And then I was going to watch the rest of them on the plane. And I was like, I don't want to do I wouldn't do that on a yeah. plane. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you about the one time that I was on a plane and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try Game of Thrones. Yeah, that was a 16 and a half hour flight to New Zealand and I started playing Game of Thrones. And it was one of those ones where the, the thing folds out and it sits in your, your lap. And so I'm sitting there and I can just, like, there's just boobies. Just, just out. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god. Like, and I'm like looking around <laughs> Somebody's gonna look at me <laughs> watching porn on this airplane. It's like I don't know what to do. I started watching on the plane to DC, sitting next to the girls. It follows. Um, I don't think I've heard of that. No, I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it. So it's a it's a horror film mm. um, where the monster is sort of like an STD. Okay. Kind of. So you pat. So you have sex with somebody, and you pass the monster on to them. And whenever the monster kills them, then it goes back to whoever was the last one. So you have to keep the way having to sex with people to get, the way to get away from the monster is to keep having sex with people. Mm-hmm. And That's, so, civilist mm-hmm. man. <laughs> hey. And so I was watching it, and I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to rewatch this movie now that I remember, like, like if I like really get it now. And of course. <laughs> The main premise of the movie is like, you gotta keep having sex with people. And I was like, oh yeah, nope, we can't oh, watch that on the plane. Hey. <laughs> so then I switched to it. You know. Yeah. Oh. The, uh, <laughs> and I gotta hide the scary scenes uh-huh. from the girls. The giant monster eating the boy's arm. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's very calming uh, on a plane. Very good. Like it. Uh, there was one. What did I watch? I don't remember. But I was crying on the plane. And I'm like, oh my god, this is messy. Uh, my, but I did have recently switched to decided that I'm watching comedies from now on. Uh, so I downloaded a bunch of episodes of uh, uh, no, I had downloaded Canada's Drag Race and the last fight that I took, and I was watching Canada's Drag Race and I was just cracking the fuck up. I don't remember what they were saying or anything like that. It was season two, um, and I was just laughing and I'm like, oh my god, I look like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there like. That's me at the grocery store. Yeah. Yes, that. Oh, I don't, I don't mind that. that one. Okay. I told you about the time that I started reading that book about Wild, the Wild book, where yes. the woman, she started... The Appalachians. Yeah. And I read the first couple of pages where her mom dies in the the uh, therapist office for the girls, and I was sobbing. They <laughs> said, do you need a turn? No, I was like, I... I gotta stop. I can't continue. <laughs> I can't do this right here. This is too much. Well, they're gonna be like, you need to come back you here with us. Sit with us. We can talk. No. <laughs> no. <her> mom died. <laughs> it's just an emotional story. Yeah. I don't remember what movie it was that I was crying. But it was very funny. And like I realized it and I'm like and, and luckily at the time the person there was no one it was a middle seat that was empty. Uh, but I was like, holy shit, like, I'm a mess. <laughs> this is too much. And also, my favorite is whenever I, uh, like, take a fucking, like, 5 o'clock in the morning flight, 
uh, and I fall asleep on the, the plane, and I'm sitting in the aisle seat, I'm like, <laughs> just hanging out of the aisle, and like flight attendants will be like, excuse me. <laughs> Never happened to me. <laughs> what happened to me was that I keep choking on my own spit. <coughs> oh my Got God. Him. Anyways, Anyways, we really got to get to the meat of yeah, the we podcast probably... <laughs> here. We should probably talk about that, right? Um, who's going first? Uh, who do you? Who wants? Do you want to? Who wants to go first? I think I went first last time. So you want I me to have go first? No idea. Right, so why don't you go? Let me go first. So I'm going to talk about Juan Corona. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. What else did she say? Uh, I was like famous. Uh, shit is getting real. Oh yeah, yeah. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Yes. Uh, so he was born in uh, Oatlan, Jalisco, Mexico, uh, on February seventh of nineteen thirty-four. He first came to the United States in nineteen fifty. Uh, he crossed the border into California at the age of sixteen, and he worked picking carrots, melon, and melons in the Imperial Valley for three months before moving on to the north uh, to Sacramento. This sounds familiar. Did we do it already? Keep going. But it sounds familiar, like recently familiar. Uh, well, and he, it di- couldn't have been. he died like two years ago. So he was old. Hmm. I don't think we've done this. We did Louis, Luis uh, Garavito, which is also on our uh, iceberg list, the same tier. Uh, he was, but he, he killed a lot of people. But would, was it the same, like, no. migrant he was in, he farmer? Was in, like, Colombia. Hmm. It didn't come to America. Mm-mm. Not to my knowledge. Hmm. Mm. We'll keep going. Some of our stories just kind of blend together, <laughs> especially California. I mean, California had so many fucking killers, and he was in the seventies too. That was prime time. Prime time. Literally, everyone just killing everyone in California. Mm. That's a crazy ass state. Um. So yeah, he's in the Sacramento Valley now. Uh, he had a half brother. His name is uh, Natividad. Huh? Nativity. Natividad Corona. Um, he was born 1923 and died in 1973, which I say that because that's important. Um, he had immigrated to California in 1944 to work, uh, and settled in Marysville across from the, across the Feather River from Yuba City, which is a city in California. Um, Corona then moved to Marysville slash Yuba City area in May of 1953 at the suggestion of his brother, Natividad. Uh, and found work at a local ranch. So he first married Gabriela E. Hermosillo um, on October 24th of 1953 in Reno, Nevada. Um, But I guess that didn't work out. So in 1959, uh, he married Gloria E. um, Estefan? No. Oh. (laughs) Gloria Estefan. Uh, Gloria I. Moreno. um, And they had four daughters together. Um, in late December of 1955, there was a massive flood that happened in Northern California. I'm like, baby, you should probably do that now. Yeah. California needs some of that water. Um, the huge flood, um, that occurred on the Yuba and the Feather Rivers at the same time. It was one of the most widespread and destructive, uh, recorded in Northern California history. The rush of water broke through uh, the West Levee and flooded 100,000 acres, killing 74 people. And during that event... Um, Corona, he suffered from a episode of schizophrenia. So while there's, 
people dying and everything's flooded. He's having a schizophrenic schizophrenic episode. So that next month in January, he um, was committed to the DeWitt State Hospital in Auburn, California, where he was diagnosed with schizophrenic reaction paranoid type. Uh, he received, because this is during that time, received 23 shock treatments before being pronounced recovered and released three months later. Uh, upon his relief, he re- upon his release, Corona was deported to Mexico. So let me just shock him a bunch of times. You better? Yeah, you, no. better? Yeah, you feel Goosh. better? Yeah. Um, which we talked about. Did I talk about? You talked about. The shock treatments. Um, I think it was me. I mean, we've talked about lots of them have gone through that. Well, no, I mean, like, as a topic. One of us talked about it. Oh, uh, probably you, then. I think it was me, because that was around the you same You like time. the medical stuff. Yeah, but that was the time that I talked about the um, lobotomies. Uh, mm-hmm. And so shock treatments were uh, the big deal. There's a lot of people, like, I still talk to people that, like, they did it until the 90s. They shock still treatment. do it. Oh, do they? Yes. Oh, okay. I heard something today about it. Um, and it was another, like, conversion thing. Yeah. Shock treatments. Yeah. Well, um, I knew that it was still a popular thing, like, among people that, like, shock people. And shock people is not just, like, a little shock. It's, like... You put the electricity on, and it goes for like long seconds. It's not just like a zap. It's like you're you're sending electrical currents through their bodies for a long period of time. Like, does that not? Well, I did. Them? I did hear through this story that I was listening to that some most of the times they were anesthetized. Mm. But these doctors that I was listening to the story about, they did not anesthetize the patient beforehand, and yeah. they were like really, really going in there. Yeah. With the the megawatts, yeah. Hmm. But I did I did not know that sometimes they were anesthetized. Yeah, I which doesn't make either. it any better. No, but I was like, I feel like that kind of actually makes it worse, in a way, because like, then you don't know how much pain you're causing, or any burning that you're doing to the insides of their bodies. I mean, that's like fucking the nerves. Yes. Because your body is wired on electricity, a lot of electricity. Your heart. You are a magical skeleton powered by electricity. A magical skeleton with jelly all around it and powered by electricity Mm -hmm. that somehow works and we don't know how. No, we do know how. ATP is electricity. And your blood is chemicals. Mm. (laughs) Got it. Uh, Welcome to the jungle. We did it. So in 1962, Corona returned to the U.S. legally with a green card. At this time, he stopped... <laughs> I got one, too. Oh. <laughs> At this time, he stopped drinking. Uh, so if I... <laughs> Wouldn't do that. No. Yeah, that's probably a bad, di- bad idea, actually. Uh, so aside from the schizo- schizophrenic episodes uh, and a reported violent temper, uh, he was regarded as a hard worker. So people were like, oh, he's doing something. Uh, that same year, he became a licensed labor contractor, so he was in charge of hiring the workers to staff the local fruit ranches. Um, so in March of 1970, he was again admitted to the DeWitt State Hospital for treatment. A year later, in March of 1971, he applied for welfare and was uh, denied. Uh, so I guess since he was put in the state hospital, he didn't have a job. So, And they were like, no, we're not, we're not helping you. Um, so in May, on May 19th of 1971, a farm owner who had used Corona previously to contract field workers noticed a freshly dug hole in his peach orchard, which was filled the next day. In the hole, he found a body of a man 
who had been stabbed and hacked. Um, in one grave, uh, as they found more graves, uh, deputies found two meat receipts bearing Corona's signature. Uh, in another two graves, there were two crumpled Bank of America deposit slips printed in Corona's name and address. This circumstantial evidence was like, uh, we should probably do something else. <laughs> uh, so that gave him some added uh, fuel to these people that were apparently disappearing. Um, witnesses later told police that some of the victims that had disappeared were last seen riding Corona's pickup truck. Uh, so in the early morning hours of May 26th of 1971, Police entered Corona Yuba's, uh, I'm sorry, Corona's Yuba. Yuba City. I put the S in the wrong situation. Uh, Corona's Yuba City home uh, with a search warrant and arrested him. While they were there, they found evidence. I was like, oh, bodies and vats. Uh, no, they found two bloodstained knives, a machete, a pistol, and bloodstained clothing. Uh, there was also a work ledger that contained 34 names and dates, including seven of the known victims. Uh, of the known victims. Uh, the ledger came to be referred to as the death list by the prosecution who alleged it recorded the dates the men were murdered. Um, Corona had been supplying the workers to the ranches where the victims were discovered. So he housed many of the men who worked for him in a bunkhouse in the Sullivan Ranch where most of the victims were discovered. It's so not our people again, is it? What? It's not our people again, is it? Who's our people? Gates? No. The case. Well, there, hold on. Oh, that is a factor. Fuck. That is a factor. Um, so all of Corona's victims were middle-aged uh, Caucasian male drifters between the age of 47 and 64, except for three of them. So there's 25 bodies they found in total. So only three of them were not between the ages of 47 and 64. Uh, most of them had criminal, criminal records, and all but one of them had been stabbed or slashed with a knife or machete. Uh, Corona was provided legal aid and was assigned a public defender named Roy Van Den Heuvel, uh, who hired several psychiatrists to perform a psychological evaluation. This man was trying, let me tell you. Um, and so the sheriff, Roy Whitaker, said the prisoner was in no apparent or immediate danger from his fellow inmate, um, his fellow townsmen, they called him, which is very funny. Um, Corona was moved to a new larger county jail in Marysville on May 30th of 1971 for security reasons. Um, so I guess they wanted him alive and even though he was not in any, any danger. So on June 2nd of 1971, Corona was returned to the to Sutter County. Thank you. Uh, uh, returned to Sutter County for arraignment, which was closed to the media and public, which, I mean... There's a lot going on in California this time. The number of serial killers that we have talked about in fucking California in the 70s, like late 60s and early 70s, well, all the 70s. Like, it's insane to me that, like, the media was like, no, we need to be in here. Well, you know what was happening is that that happened all the time before. Mm. And nobody just just decided to report on it. Yeah. Well, that was another reason why, like, Vietnam was such a huge deal, because that was the first time that we had... Uh, we had more deaths going on in World War II and more atrocities. Oh! Fresh. Um, and, uh, well, I mean, it was just, we didn't ever see that in World War II because we had radio. We didn't have to see it. Um, and then in Vietnam, it was like, oh, well, now we have video. And that's Here, widely look, available. Look at yeah. death. Here's, here's a lot of, lot of shit going on. Yeah, exactly. So I guess it's like, oh, now we can start seeing and hearing about all these deaths and. Craziness. That's what, like, I kind of like talking about the, like, 
the murders I said like a million times like 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 yes like. do you ever like hear yourself yes I heard you say it just mm-hmm. now do you ever hear yourself say things and you just realize that it's you're talking nonsense <laughs> I was watching this English guy speak uh, Norwegian and he'd be like 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 I was like <laughs> You can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> Think of a, a, a Swedish word to do that. Uh-huh. Not Swedish, Norwegian. Yes. Because you're speaking Norwegian. Yes. Which would be like... <laughs> something like that. Yeah, how's that go? Who'd you do? Yes, very that. We're very popular in Norway. Yes. Uh, remember that time that we were... Oh, that was you. I was like, what is that noise? Um, Yeah. Very po- it's ASMR now. Uh, very popular in um, no. Remember that time that RuPaul's Drag Race? We had a, a friend from Denmark. Denmark, because we were doing the Denmark, Holland. It was Holland. Hol- well, Holland is in Denmark. Holland is a city. In well, what is that? The Netherlands. The ne- Holland is part of the Netherlands. Yes. Yes, and that is not. Denmark. Copenhagen. No. That's in Denmark. Yes. Yes. We were talking about the Netherlands. Uh-huh. Well, there's apparently going to be Drag Race Sweden at some point. Uh, there's going to be a Drag Race Latvia. I hope so. We're going to see what happens. I love the Baltic Six. Let's right? see what they can the, do. I want to see what the... I want a Drag Race Greece. I want I a why. Drag Race... Egypt. Iran. Oh. That's not going to happen. Drag Race... <laughs> Papua New Guinea. Oh, that's not going to happen either. Drag Race, Solomon Islands. Who owns the Solomon Islands? I don't know. Falkland Islands? Then I can say UK. That's UK. Do you, oh my God, what if they had a drag queen come from the Falkland Islands and they were on Drag Race UK? What accent does someone from the Falkland Islands even have? I don't have? know. But someone? I feel like they would really put it put it on... Oh yeah, I mean they'd probably say I'm from, I'm the, from Fol- the Folk, <laughs> I'm from the Falkland Islands. Hundred <laughs> percent. And people would just be like, "Did you say fucking islands?" Do they have gay people? Falkland. Who lives in the Falkland Islands? Who? John Travolta lives in the Falkland Islands. John oh, Travolta. I spelled it wrong. F A L K A N. I put a U in there. <laughs> <laughs> Then I won't tell you where. U F. It started with a U. Yes. Um, very small. Fourth of the population is gay. Really? No. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I was like, wow. Up. I'm very curious. Wow, a lot of gays there. Uh, anyways, famous famous <laughs> Falklanders. Does is, is anyone from the Falkland Islands? Stateless um, per- persons. Still there. So. Um. Yeah. So his uh, legal aid that was that was there uh, that was given to him it was like, let's hire psychiatrists. Let's do this. Uh, so he was like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and uh, choose a different person. I'm gonna choose another attorney on June 14th. Uh, so hello, Mookie. Um. So he hired a guy named Richard Hawk. Uh, and he was like, you know what? I know you ain't got no money. So let's talk. Then let's talk seriously of what we can do in exchange. 
So you know what um, Corona gave to him for payment? So in in in, in blowjobs. Re- oh, in return for legal representation, uh, they made an agreement that Hawk exclusively obtained the literary and dramatic property rights to his life story, the defendant's life story, including the proceedings against him. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because um, they knew he did it and that he was going to die and then yes. he could make the story about exactly. it. Exactly. Well, then he immediately... Uh, so under the agreement... Sorry, not there yet. Under the agreement, he etern- uh, waived all the attorney-client privileges. Um, and shortly after taking over the defense, uh, he... Uh, even before seeing Corona's medical records and not even knowing that he was schizophrenic or any insanity, uh, uh, looking for an insanity plea or anything like that, uh, he decided against him having to plead, decided against having him plead not guilty by reason of insanity and then fired all the psychiatrists. It's like, oh. We're yeah. not going to put an angle on this. Yes. We're going to just go straight in for, I money. assume, guilty? Yes. M- money. Like, that's all he was going for. It's insane. that Like, you didn't even try to help your... Not that he needed... Deserved. Deserved help. There you go. But the fuck. Um, so by the time that the search was terminated on June 4th, there was a total of 25 male victims that had been discovered. Four of them uh, remain ident- unidentified. Um, so on June 18th, Corona complained of chest pains in his cell in Yuba City. Uh, and was taken to the hospital where he was diagnosed with having a mild heart attack. Uh, the the tri- As the trial went on, uh, he just continued to have these chest pains. Uh, and they're all just like... Yeah, because you're going through a very stressful event. Yes. Because you killed because people. Because you killed 25 people or more. Um, and uh, so they returned a count of uh, 25 murder indictment against him on July 12th. Numbers. Uh, in early July, he was hospitalized once again after complaining of chest pains and saying that he can't sleep because of them. Um, but it took over a year after the murders were discovered for the case against uh, Corona even to come to trial. Uh, so the California, California Supreme Court avoided the death penalty in the state on February 18th of 1972, ruling it unconstitutional, cruel, and unusual. So therefore, it would not be a capital case. Um, so his defense, Hawk... Uh, succeeded in getting the change of venue from Sutter County to Solano County, which I guess was a big deal to them. So on September 11th of 1972, at the courthouse in Fairfield, California, which is more than 60 miles from Yuba City, uh, the jury selection took several weeks, and the trial took another three months. Uh, So although he denied culpability, he was not called to the stand to testify in his own defense, and no defense witnesses were called. So this lawyer is not trying. No. There was no one to help him in any way. No. I mean, it's pretty obvious that he did it, so. Yeah. and the But, like, how do you not realize that your lawyer is destroying you? They don't understand yeah. what a lawyer is supposed to do. That's true. So the jury deliberated for 45 hours and returned a verdict on January 18th of 1973, finding him guilty of first-degree murder on all 25 counts. So the judge sentenced Corona to 25 life terms of imprisonment to run consecutively and without the possibility of parole. Well, despite that, 
the uh, despite being sentences sentenced to so many consecutive terms, the uh, Department of Corrections said that Corona would be eligible for parole in seven years, even though he said no parole. Because um, they cited Section 669 of the Penal Code, which mandates that when a crime is punished by life imprisonment, with or without the possibility of parole, then all convictions shall be merged and run concurrently. So basically, 25 life sentences becomes one. Yeah. Um, so Corona was first incarcerated at uh, uh, Vacaville's. Vacaville's? Vacaville's. Vacaville's. Vacaville's? I don't know. Okay. Um, California Medical Facility, which is nine miles from Fairfield because of the heart irregularities. Um, in 1973, he was stabbed 32 times in his cell because he had bumped into a fellow inmate in a quarter and failed to say, excuse me. This is where it gets real fun. So there was five men that were questioned. The one that was involved in the bumping incident. There was one that was identified as a man's sexual partner. The one who was involved in the, the bumping incident. And then three of the partner's friends uh, they were four of them were charged with assault with a deadly weapon. So that was a whole situation. Um, so Corona was transferred to a, tra- a correctional facility in Soledad, California, uh, where his wife divorced him in 1974. So I guess she stayed with him all throughout all the the things, uh, and that was granted on July 30th of 1974. So after all this time, she was waiting to see if he was going to get uh, sent to jail, and she was like, "You know what? Fuck you. I'm going to move on." Mm-hmm. It's time for me to think Girl, about it's me. Three years too late. Your husband's going through a murder trial, <laughs> like for twenty-five people. Yeah, not just one. So, yikes! <laughs> Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I know. <laughs> That's one way to say it. Uh, so, on May eighteenth of nineteen seventy-eight, the California Court of Appeals uh, granted Juan Corona, uh, well, little, Juan Corona a new trial based on his appeal and petition for the writ of habeas corpus. Filed by his lawyers, uh, which he's got new new lawyers, Alan a- Axelrod and Michael Middleson. So the ap- appeals court bases decision on two primary issues raised by the appellate court. Uh, first, the trial counsel did not do the requisite legal and factual investigation required. Uh, and then second, the trial's counsel uh, obtained the publication rights as part of his fee, creating an impermissible conflict between trial counsel and Juan Corona. So why was not seen the first time? That's like, oh, yeah, he's paying me by l- allowing me to make money off of him later. The uh, 70s? Uh, this is still the 70s. This is the late 70s now. Well, that's when they started to come around. Yeah, they're changing things up. You know? um, so the second trial began in February of 1982 in Hayward, California. Um, so his defense tried to go with saying that the real murder of the ranch was actually his brother, Natividad Corona. He was apparently a known homosexual um, who was known of attacking a person named uh, Romero Raya at his cafe in Marysville. And after losing the lawsuit to Raya, uh, he fled back to native Mexico. But he had died eight years earlier in Guadalajara. So they were like, oh, yeah, let's blame it on this dead guy. Yeah. That did it instead. This uh, dead homosexual. Because mm. he was known to be gay. Um so around this time, more than 50 defense witnesses were called uh, to stand uh, by the um, to the stand by the, the by the lawyer. Uh, Corona was called in his own defense. He was asked only two questions through an interpreter, taking only two minutes. The question was, "Do you understand? The state has accused you of killing 25 men." His response was, "Yes," almost inaudibly. 
Then he then the next question, did you have anything to do with killing those men? No, Corona replied. So uh, the defense then turned it the over to the prosecutor who uh, for cross examination and the prosecu- prosecution apparently did not know, know this was happening. So they requested a brief recess to figure everything out um, and had to analyze the more than 630 exhibits for their cross. So they're like, oh shit, like we get to interview him now. Um, so later the prosecution um, questioned Corona about various vans and cars that he used at the ranch where he worked and where he lived in which some weapons were found. The trial lasted seven months. Uh, Corona was again convicted of the crimes um, on September 23rd of 1982 and returned to prison after the strategy failed to persuade the jury, which deliberated deliberated for 54 hours over a two-week period for his uh, two-week period for his innocence. So afterwards, the foreman told the press that most uh, the most incriminating evidence against Corona was his work ledger, which was the death ledger, like. The death note, um, for which the labor contractor had no reasonable explanation for. It's like, why do you have names of people and some of them you've killed? <laughs> like, hmm. no explanation for that? Uh, mine would have been the whole, like, your receipts in the in, in the trash. Graves. Yeah, in, in the graves. Um, all the blood stained, everything that's in your house. Uh, the, pretty mean, solid. Pretty, pretty solid. Pretty solid stuff. Uh, so he said the jury had dismissed the defense contention that Natividad had committed the murders, saying that he wasn't in Marysville enough to have committed the bulk of the killing. So uh, it wasn't him. Um, so it was definitely Juan Corona. Uh, so he den- was denied parole eight times over his life. Uh, he lived a long-ass life, even with his heart attacks at the age of, what, 30, 40, 50? Um 40. Um, so Corona died on March 4th of 19, well, 2019 um, at the age of 55, wow. uh, 85 by natural causes. He lived all the way until 2019. That's a long time. Yeah, because he was born in 1934. He probably died of coronavirus. Before coronavirus. It was 2019. That's when it started. Well, like December 2020. He could have gotten it first. Good. He could have been. He could have been the original Corona. That's why you call him that. <laughs> Coronavirus. Why he got that name then? <laughs> the yeah, fuck. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Do you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, whenever people stopped buying the Corona beer because they were so afraid of Corona? Yeah. Like people are fucking stupid. People are and the toilet paper. Stupid. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. And they were like, "What are we gonna do if we don't have any toilet paper?" I'm like, "There's other options." And just wipe your shit on the grass. Wash your ass. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> take a shower. Wash you your ass. What the fuck? Poop, just get in the shower. <laughs> Wash your ass. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Juan Corona. That's oh kind of a God. weird story. So when you said, "Oh, it's one of us," and it's like, no, no, his brother was, but and they tried to blame him on his brother, but nor. Why do you think that they're depraved? I don't know. And this far down? What are we, tier eight now? Yeah. Like, mine is depraved. Like, I will give it to mine. That that is definitely I'm, depraved. I mean, he killed 25... Because he was he was murdering people who needed help. These were all, all people that were drifters. They were looking mm. for jobs. They had criminal records. They just needed money somehow. And he was taking them. He was like, yeah, I got you. 
whack. Yeah. I guess I... What is the actual definition of depraved? De- yeah. To find um, depraved. Because, like, there was her Bowmeister, which I recently researched before we started doing this iceberg. Um, who else was in this? Uh, Morally corrupt, wicked. Yeah. Then Indifferent Lu- to human life. Luis... Garavito was um, a man who killed like 200 something people in Colombia. I did, I researched him. I, I researched Carl Denka as well. I guess that it's saying that they're indifferent to human life. Well, I mean, I'll, like they don't care about yeah. other people's lives. Which does any serial killer? No. Anyways, mine really don't. Um, have you? No. <clears throat> okay. Okay. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm. Good podcast. <laughs> Have you ever, um, you ever had a get rich quick scheme? Like me personally? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Teaching. Well, uh, I don't think that's most uh, people's idea of and get rich as, quick. And it's also not quick because taken since what August? Quick or rich. <laughs> That's true. We're gonna. Be, I'm making sixty thousand dollars a year, bitches. So excited! Hey, but that is a job that uh, is the most money that I will be making in my life. So, you know what? Not mad about it. Rich. Yeah, I consider rich. Rich um, in rich in uh, experiences. In life. In life. A lot of life. Full. Full life. Life. Lifeful. 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 That's a new cereal. Life. It's the um, honey bunch of the votes. No, what's the Kashigo lean version of life? Yes. What are the O's that are full of fiber? Fiber O's. O's. Oh, are they just called a yeah? <laughs> Great. Like a granola. Yeah, they're honey O's. Honey O's, I think. Uh, like a Cheerio with the granola in the middle. No, I'm talking about like they're just full, just like Chunks. brown, chunky O's. Grape nuts. No, they were so fucking good. And I used to eat that shit, and that's probably why I got pooping problems. Anyways. <laughs> I, like, in a good way. <laughs> well, did your <laughs> get rich quick scheme involve murder? Not that I recall. Could it? Maybe. Well, <laughs> uh, that was the idea of Victor Sayenko and Igor Suprunyuk. Oh. Lots of Russian in this. Or I guess Ukrainian, which is not the greatest way to do... It's not the time for this. Uh Also, there was mention of a certain political party. Republicans? uh, No. Oh. A German political party from the 30s. Oh. And I'm not going to talk about that part. Yeah. Um, So these two together had the ingenious idea... Wait, I said Republicans. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. No, when you're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. When I'm right, I'm right. When I'm wrong, I'm bad. I get a serious venereal <laughs> disease. Um, have you ever watched uh, That's So Delta? No. Oh, no. But I've seen plenty of clips that I'm like, and my favorite is whenever people quote tweet it and like, she just had that whole monologue and there's no one else in the room. She does that. Yeah. And up on top of that, I've listened to, because it's a podcast, I guess it's not really like a series to watch. Yeah. But it's so awkward. Yeah. Like, she's sitting there with Jujubee, and she's like... 
Oh, she had someone else this time? She has people every time. Oh, the clip that I saw was just her. she'll spend about 20 minutes talking to herself first, and then she invites on her guests. So she's invited Jujubee on, and she's like, do you want to have a coffee? And so then they spend like 20 minutes making coffee for McKeurig, and she's like, what about Stevia? Do you like Stevia? Should we put some Stevia in yours? How many packets do you want? And I have the pumpkin spice. The pumpkin spice is a dream come true. But do you know what you want? You want the maple vanilla. Have you ever had that? And it's not an ad. No. Oh, it, it, it's just... And people make fun of our podcast for uh, being all over the place. I mean, if yeah. you've got the staying power, yeah, that's all you have to do? But yeah. Hey. She got it. She's doing it. Fierce. Slay. Um, so together, these two had the ingenious idea to film themselves murdering people and then selling the videos online. Wait, when is this? Uh, 2000s. Oh, oh, that's recent. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so uh, Victor and Igor were like, yeah, uh, we got to get rich quick. And also there's another guy that's involved, but he is not as heavily involved as them. Okay. Which I don't quite understand... So, I'll get there. Cracklin' Oat brand. That's what it was. Cracklin' Oat? Cracklin' Oats. They're like shaped like little ovals like that. Oh, well, that is not something I ever ate. Oh, my God. They're so fucking good. Let me show you what I was talking okay. about. Okay. You were talking about... Oh. Cracklin' Oat brand. Those... I I, I want them. I think I'm going to go buy some. They were just called O's. Yeah, I know. I, look, I saw those. Yeah, the Cheerio with the granola in the middle. Yeah. They were delicious. No, these are lit. They, they have a little cinnamon and a little sweetness to it. Hmm. Kiki Palmer's pregnant. Yeah, as I saw. Okay. I saw. Have you watched her in the chicken shop with that one girl? Excuse me? The chicken shop? What's the chicken shop? This one girl takes people on dates to chicken shop. Oh, yes. I haven't seen it with Kiki Palmer. That's so it's fun. funny. She, that's, that's where the... the um, the one with uh, that Jack one Harlow. guy, Jack Harlow, that I always He's quote. Like, do you know how to read? Do you do you know how to read? What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you like to read? I didn't realize that. That I thought she was just doing an interview. No, she does that all she, the yes. time. Now, and like that's what uh, Alan and his sister showed me that, and I was like, "This is fucking funny." She's funny. She's, She's hilarious. Funny. I don't, she did one with the the lead singer from 1975. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it was very funny because he was like playing with her back, like hardcore. It was very funny. Uh, she did one with Daniel Kaluuya. I know that is. He's in Get Out. Oh He's the main yeah, okay, yeah. Get Out. Um, and in Nope. <laughs> I haven't seen Nope, but oh, yes, I would like to good. see it. It's on the streaming services now. I think. Well, I'm gonna watch it. It's very good. It's I very watched good. Smile, and, and I was okay with that. Oh, I never watched that. Um, so she, what does she say? <sighs> remember it was so funny but he she was like um i have a big crush he was like what's your type she's like actors and he's like oh yeah okay well what kind of actors and she's like really famous actors that were in some horror movies Uh and he's like what which which ones and then she says somebody totally different, and he goes, he, he thought it was him the whole time. He's like, ah. <laughs> and he puts his whole face in the chicken nuggets. <laughs> so funny. I love it. And then apparently she goes on date with Kiki Palmer, too. She does. And Iconic. she said, Kiki Palmer, if you were an object, what kind of object would you be? And Kiki Palmer said, 
Um, I'd be a rock <laughs> because I, I'm strong. And you know, sometimes people are going to step on you, but you know who gets hurt? Them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm Kiki Palmer. You know what, Kiki? You so are true. right. So true, worstie. <laughs> she's not a worstie. Okay, she's a bestie. She's our bestie. She's a bestie. We do love Kiki Palmer. I mean, that's Kiki Palmer. So, uh-huh. in uh, late June of 2007, okay. um, a 33-year-old woman named Ikaterina Ilchenko oh was walking home after having tea at her friend's apartment. Um, and according to Sayenko's confession, he and Seprunyuk were out for a walk, uh, and Seprunyuk had a hammer for Just their casually, walk. yeah. Um, so as El- Il- Ilchinko walked past, Spirunk w- spun around and hit her on the side of the head. Um, her body was found by her mother at 5 a.m. the next day. Um, within an hour of the first murder, the two men attacked their next vil- vi- vi- victim, Roman Tetarevich. Tetarevich. I'm really good at, at you, Slavic languages. You always choose these things. And I... I'm always very impressed by your uh, confidence. Because, hey. <laughs> hey! Whoa! <laughs> when I said them when I was writing it, I was like, wow, you sound I, really ooh, good at this. You're very Russian. <laughs> uh, not Russian, Ukrainian. Yes, sorry. We don't support them. Um, as he slept on a bench near the first murder scene, Tetarevich's head was smashed with blunt objects numerous times, rendering him unrecognizable. Uh, the bench was located across the street from the local public prosecutor's office. Shit. They they went in. Yeah. Like, if they, they really... If they destroyed his face... To be unrecognizable. Uh-huh. Um, on July 1st, two more victims, Evgenia Grishenko and Nikolai Surchuk, were found murdered in the nearby town of Novomoskovg. Um... On the night of July 6th, three more people were murdered in Dnipro. The first was Igor Nechvoloda, a recently discharged army recruit who was bludgeoned while walking home from a nightclub. His mother found the body the next morning by their apartment building on Bodan Kilmyansk. Do not ask me. I will not help you. (laughs) I'm not. I'm better at this than you. Yes. Uh, Yelena Shram, a 28-year-old night guard, was then murdered around the corner on Kosoira Street. According to Sayenko's taped confession, as she walked towards them, Seprunyuk struck her with a hammer he had been hiding under his shirt and hit her several more times as she fell. She had been carrying a bag filled with clothes, and the men picked up the bag and used the clothes to clean the hammer and then threw the bag out. Later that same night, they murdered a woman named Valentina Hansa. No Wait, re- she survived? No. Said confession. Oh, late. Sorry. His confession. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. Done. Um, Valentina Hansa, no relation to another defendant named Alexander Hansa, um, a mother of three with a disabled husband. The next day, July 7th, two 14 year old boys from Pidhorodny, a nearby town, were attacked as they went fishing. One of the two friends, Andrei Sidyuk, was killed, but the other, Vadim Layakov, managed to escape and hid in the woods. So this is their one surviving victim. 
But like, the, they're just killing everyone of all ages. Day after they, day, yeah, whoever yeah. they can find. Uh, because what are they're taping them yeah. to be able to sell them online. Um, t- later on July 12th, 48-year-old Sergei Yatsenko, disabled by a recent bout with cancer, was uh, went missing while riding his Dnepr motorcycle. His body was battered and found four days later with a sign of savage attack visible even after four days being in the summer heat. Um, and then after that, July 14th, 45-year-old Natalia Marmachuk was found riding her scooter in the nearby village of De- Deyovka. Um, she was passing through a wooded area, and two men approached her and knocked her down. They bludgeoned her to death with a hammer or pipe and drove off on her scooter. Uh, local witnesses gave chase, but they lost sight of the attacker. Uh, Thirteen. They're getting braver. They're doing it in like we're broad daylight. See, yeah, broad daylight, and they can see them. Yeah. Thirteen more mur- murders followed, often with multiple bodies found on the same day. In addition to the earlier sprees, two victims were found each day from July fourteenth to July sixteenth. Uh, Victims were found seemingly selected at random. Many of them were vulnerable to attack, including children, elderly, vagrants, people under the influence of alcohol, and they were killed all using blunt objects, including hammers and steel construction bars. Blows were often directed at their faces, leaving most of them unrecognizable. Does that not terrify you? Like, you're just walking on the sidewalk, and, like, someone passing you, and you're just like, this is fine. Yeah. And then you just... They they turn around and take you out. So I see a lot of stuff online. Yeah. And I don't watch a lot of things, but I hear people talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. There's one that's like this most her- just disgusting, horrific video to watch where people throw a brick from this bridge in Russia uh-huh. to a moving car below and this brick just like obliterates this woman. Yeah. And they talk about it and I'm just like... Who's to say who you could just have some stupid people on a bridge over the highway decide to throw a brick. Yeah, driving 60 miles an hour. And then you're dead. Yes. Oh, my God. That's insane. Yeah. Life is so fickle because other people's choices. Mm Mm-hmm. Insane. What the fuck? I, I just, I don't, I can't wrap my mind around it. I don't understand. I mean, we live in a society where we basically have to have this trust that our that everyone around us is not just going to do something stupid that kills us. <laughs> Every day, I'm always like, "What if I just lived in the woods uh-huh. alone?" Yeah. What if I took my family and uh-huh. we decide to be subsistence farmers in the middle of the woods? But even then, you don't escape everybody. Somebody's, no, somebody's going to come along. Yeah, so, someone could come into the woods. Mm-hmm. Because they're just walking through the woods and they kill you. And now you're out in the woods and no one ha- hears from you or sees you. Nobody can help you. Yes. <laughs> Don't What's you worse? <laughs> yeah. So many victims were often mutilated and tortured. Some victims had their eyes gouged out while they were still alive. Oh one pregnant woman had her fetus cut from her womb. Um, no sexual assault was reported on any victim. Uh, mild positive. Uh, some victims were also robbed of their cell phones and other valuables, and their possessions were pawned at secondhand shops in the area. However, most of the victims still had their belongings. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't they, want; they weren't they there to take care. anything they from would, them. 
there to kill them and videotape it. The murders covered a large geographical area. Aside from Dnipro, many uh, occurred in an outlying area of the Dnipropetrovsk Oblast. It's a state. Mm. Um, no official link between the murders was made until July 7, the attack on the two boys from Pitorodny. Vadim Layakov, the survivor, was initially placed under arrest suspected of murdering his friend. He was reportedly denied access to counsel and beaten by police during questioning. Because <laughs> that makes sense. Hey, my Eastern best friend, Europe. yeah. Um, however, it quickly became clear that he was not responsible for his friend's death, given that the murder was connected with the developing murders. Did you beat the fuck out of him? Yeah. Lyakov had cooperated with the investigators to create sketches of the attackers. Two local children had also witnessed the July 4th Marmachuk attack, the woman on the scooter, hidden by a tent just a few feet away, also provided detailed descriptions corroborating to the one given by Lyakov. A task force was quickly sent from Kiev, headed uh, headed by the lead criminal investigator Vasily Paskalov, um, the man who Hunt soon grew to encompass mo- most of the local law enforcement, and reportedly over 2,000 investigators worked on the case. It was initially kept a secret, and no information about the murders was released, and local people were not warned mm. that the people were out there or what they looked like. However, rumors were um, spread about the local population, and telling people be like especially stay home at night yeah bitch i would not be like if there was something that was in my community of death of my community like that was a murder of some sort and like no one had reported that they'd been caught uh i'm not certain that i'd just be out and about and doing things yeah i mean honestly who's to say that's not happening around us right now and ten thousand percent and the police haven't said anything police aren't saying anything and nobody talks to anyone anymore well there was uh i saw on twitter that someone was talking about a serial killer in california again um that something was happening and i think it was uh northern california and it's like 13 people had bodies that had turned up dead and they were all like gay people or something like that and they were all dead uh, within like a three month, three or four month time span, and they were like, "Do we? Do, no one has said anything about them. Like, just thirteen, and they all died the same way. So, like, well, are they found talk about this three bodies nearby here recently. Oh yeah, there's that one. They were like young guy that camping or something, and they've just found them in waterways. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. I heard about the guy that died that um, was found in the ship channel. That disappeared from McIntyre's, which is by my house. No, by Alan's house, which is up uh, on nine close. The bar is on Nineteenth Street. Maybe we're talking about the same one. Well, this was just a, he wasn't a camper. He was just at the bar, and then he ended up in the Ship Channel, mm-hmm. which is like the Bayou is close That's by. Right here. Yes, exactly. So the Bayou is close by that bar, uh, and it. it the, the the bayou never flows that fast unless there's a flood or like a rain or something like that. At the time that he died, like or disappeared, there had not been a significant rain. Yeah. So I don't know. Very curious. Yes. Um, curious. <clears throat> uh, 
eventually the investigators selectively distributed sketches and they gave them to the pawn shops and then a lot of the pawn shops were like yeah you're looking for this kind of a cell phone and i'd be like yeah that's that is actually the exact cell phone yes <laughs> Um, so the three suspects, Viktor Sayenko, Igor Sproyunyik, and Alexander Hanza, were arrested on July 23rd of uh, 2007 because they were like, yeah, um, this is the person that sold us the cell phone. And so they're like, let's go find him. Yeah. Um, Sproyunyik attempted to sell a cell phone stolen from a victim in a local pawn shop, asking around 30 bucks US for it. Uh, law enforcement agents tracked the cell phone's location, and once the shop owners turned it in, turned it on to check its functionality, Sayenko and Sporonyuk were arrested near the cash register of the shop. Hansa was arrested at his home, reportedly managing to flush other stolen s- cell phones and jewelry down the toilet. All the items were recovered, but all information on the phones were lost. How big are their toilets? <laughs> They've got those old-fashioned ones that are like, you flush a fucking... Everything goes down. Yeah. That's funny. Um, Three suspects had attended high school together and by age 14 found some common ground. Quote, me and Igor were both afraid of heights and we were afraid we'd be beaten up by bullies, Sayenko stated. Um, Sprunyuk sought sought advice on getting rid of their fears, which led to the boys standing on the outside of their 14th floor apartment, hanging from the railing to quell their fears. This reportedly had a positive effect on their fear of heights. Hansa had reported being the most squeamish of the three, had a blood phobia, and even refused to bathe his kitten afraid he might scald it. Sporunyuk suggested tackling the fears by torturing stray dogs. Oh, yes! Always great. Um, They captured dogs in wooded areas near their house, hanged them, disemboweled them, and took pictures of them. The prosecution evidence included many of these photos taken by the suspects while underage. Holy um, shit, these kids were fucked up. Which is where I cut some things out Yeah, that I talked about earlier, that they also did things like that. Yes. Uh, when the boys were 17, Sporunyuk beat up a local boy and stole his bike, and then he sold it to Sayenko. Both of them were arrested but didn't go to jail because they were underage. After high school, Hansa drifted between odd jobs, including a pastry chef and a construction worker. At his arrest, he had been unemployed for some time. Sayenko went to a metallurgy institute part-time and worked as a security guard. Sporunyuk remained officially unemployed but made a living driving his green Daewoo Lanos as an unlicensed taxi. It was a gift from his parents. Uh, some months before the murder spree, Sporunyuk, with the help of Sayenko and Hansa, began picking up passengers and robbing them. A green Daewoo with a taxicab checkerboard marking was often described as the vehicle used in the murders. According to the suspect's confession, some murder victims were picked up as passengers in the cab, and Hansa reported participating in one where two men were robbed and then declined to take part in further any further attacks. So... He was like, you can rob them, but I'm not doing anything else with that. Mm. Um, Local media reported the suspects had wealthy, influential parents with ties to local law enforcement. Vladimir Sporunyuk, Sporunyuk's father, uh, in this interview for Sigdonia, stated that he had been employed at Yusmash, which I don't know what that is. I guess it's a plane company, as a test pilot often flying with Leonid Kuchma, the future president of Ukraine. 
and continuing to serve as his personal pilot on domestic flights after Kuchma's rise to power. And th- that was his son? His son is the murderer. Yeah. That's flying the future president of Ukraine. Yes. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um... Local authorities, including the Deputy Interior Minister Nikolai Kupiansky, initially referred to the supposed influence of the suspect's family, but later denied the assessment in claiming that all three suspects came from poor families. However, Sayenko's uh, was re- represented in court by his father, Igor Sayenko, a lawyer. Um, the three men were charged with... Is that not a conflict of interest? <laughs> Do lawyers have conflict of interest? I don't think that's an ethical term yeah, for them. I guess it's not a uh, concern, especially the one I just talked about. Yeah. Yeah, let me buy your story and I'll sell it. Let me, you're my son. We'll say whatever to get you off. Yes, exactly. Uh, the three men were charged with involvement in 29 separate incidents, including 21 murders and eight more attacks where the victims survived. Sabarunyuk was charged with 27 of the case, including 21 counts of capital murder, eight armed robberies, and one count of animal cruelty Cruelty because they had the phone photos of them to a disemboweled dog. Uh, Sayenko was charged with 25 instances, including 18 murders, five robberies, and one count of animal cruelty. And Hansel was charged with two counts of armed robbery stemming from a March 1st, 2007 incident in Kamiansky. So that's where I'm like, all three of them are guilty. Yeah. All three of them are guilty of everything. Everything, yes. Because Hamsa didn't participate in the murders. But he knew about all of this stuff. They're doing the murders on camera. Who's filming? Yes, it has to be him. And I mean, yes, he's not committing a murder. Well, it's the but same. He's, an accomplice to it. Same thing about the Ahmad Arbery case that you talked about. It was like a, I mean, and that we all know recently, the one who was filming this stuff was just as much an accomplice as the ones who the chased, one chased him down, him down and shot him. Down him. Still exactly. Too. You still chased him down and killed him. Yeah. Um, all three confessed con- qu- quickly, although Sparunyuk later withdrew his confection- confession. Um, their trial began in June of 2008. Sporunyuk pled guilt, not guilty, while the others pled guilty to all charges. Victor Chevguz, Sporunyuk's original defense lawyer, left the case after reportedly being disappointed that his client's plea of insanity was not accepted. <laughs> um, yeah. Lawyers for the victim's family argued that the level of care taken by the killers during their crime spree meant that they were fully aware of their actions. They, kn- they knew exactly what they were doing. They were recording these things. They mm-hmm. wanted to. They wanted people to see. Uh-huh. Prosecution evidence included blood stains on the suspect's clothing and video recordings of the murders. The defense da- denied that the people in the videos were the suspects. So they said, oh, you have these videos? That's not our clients. Who, uh, who, who else is that? Oh, you've doctored. You've doctored the images. Oh, my God. From a 2008 Nokia phone? No, that's not happening. <laughs> you can't even put that shit... No. It's a, and what, 16 time, pickles, pixels? Yes. At the time, doctoring images was not something that you had in the palm of your hand. Yeah. That was something you had to send off to uh, movie companies. Or if you were really designers. talented and had yes. a computer program yes. for. 
uh, claiming serious problems with the investigation, including at least 10 more murders cover-up by the prosecution, supposedly cover-ups of additional arrests of people with powerful connections who were released without being charged, even naming some of the additional people supposedly involved in the murder. So they said, no, it's not them. It's some... It's, uh, they're high-powered people? It's the senator's child. Oh, my God. Um, and you've made it look like our clients so that their their children don't get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, the case was heard by a panel of judges chaired by even Sinchenko. Uh, the prosecution asked for life imprisonment for Sayenko and Sporunyuk and 15 years of hard labor for Hansa. Ukraine has no capital punishment since February of 2000, after the Constitutional Court ruled out the death penalty uh, as being unconstitutional. The prosecution did not establish a motive behind the killing, killings, Local media reported the killers had a plan to get rich from the murders by selling the videos they recorded. One sp- suspect's girlfriend reported that they planned to make 40 separate videos of murders. Uh, this was corroborated by a former classmate who claimed that he often heard Sparunyuk uh, was in contact with an unknown, quote, rich foreign website operator <laughs> who ordered 40 snuff videos and would pay much money, much money, much money, much money once they were made. Regional Security Chief Ivan Stupak rejected the claim that the murders were committed to making internet snuff videos, saying that there was no evidence of this. Uh, Deputy Interior Minister Nikolai Kupenetsky commented, quote, For these young men, murder was like entertainment or hunting. End quote. At the trial, it emerged that Svorunya collected newspaper cuttings about the cases, some photographs of the crimes he had captioned, including, quote, the weak must die and the strongest will conquer. Oh, my God. The suspect's cell phones and personal computers obtained uh, multiple videos, including the murders uh, of the murders. A video was leaked to the Internet showing the murder of 48-year-old Sergei Yetzenko, seen lying in his back in a wooded area, struck repeatedly in the face with a hammer held inside a plastic bag. One of the attackers stabbed him in the eye and the abdomen with a screwdriver. Um, he was then stuck with a ha- struck with a hammer to ensure he is he was dead. Uh, and the la- the attack lasts over four minutes, in which the victim lapses in and out of consciousness. And one murderer is seen smiling at the camera during the video. The, these they. Like, it wasn't even, like, a hit-and-run situation. They sat there and, like, abused these people. And they're like, ha-ha, look at this. Like. Yeah. It, that's just. Evil. It, evil is the only word I can think of. Like, it just absolute destructive insanity. Like, what the fuck? Like, when you read the definition of depraved. Yes. Indifference to human life. That's what you're watching a human or I guess animals, since they also did that too, squirm on the ground dead, and you're like, haha, look at this. What? Psycho. Like, oh my god, I can't fathom it. It's unfathomable. Like uh, (laughs) Don't do that joke. (laughs) Okay. It's not not the good time. Oh, Oh no. Um, one murder, uh, the murderers walked back to their car, showing the crime took place close to the side of the road next to their parked car. They discussed the murder calmly, expressing mild surprise that the victim was still breathing after the screwdriver was plunged into his exposed brain. Oh my God. They washed their hands and the hammer with a bottle of water and they began to laugh. 
Only two suspects appear to be present in the video, with one always behind the camera, Hamsa. Uh-huh. The suspects were also found in possession of multiple photographs showing them attending funerals of the victims, can be seen smiling and flipping off coffins and gravestones, and the evidence of the animal abuse was also shown in court uh, alongside the mutilated animal corpses. Oh my god. So they were like, you know what, we killed these people, let's also go to the funeral and then flick them off as they're being buried or their gravestones when they're dead. Just not human those no. people are not human no they're f- ghouls yes just evil monsters and suppose they're raised in decent households like what the fuck is this everyone that's raised in a decent household turned out no decent no oh my god Photographic and video evidence was shown in court on the 29th of October 2008 as part of a larger presentation of over 300 photographs and two videos. The defense objected, claiming it was obtained illegally, uh, and claimed that the subjects shown in the photographs were not Sayenko and Sabrunyuk. And when they were asked if they recognized the people in the photographs, they replied, no, I don't know who that is. And they're standing right in front of them. And the judge, even Sinchenko, says, You are not blind. Uh-huh. Uh, Valerie Voronyuk, an expert in film and video editing, testified that the video was not faked or altered, and the court rejected all defense objections, accepted all the prosecution's arguments that the material was genuine, and showed the suspects in the act of murdering the victims. Good. February 11, 2009, in the court of Dnipro, found Sayenko and Sprunyuk guilty of premeditated murder and sentenced both to life imprisonment. Sprunyuk was found guilty of 21 murders and Sayenko of 18. They also received 15-year sentences of being found guilty on robbery charges. Hansa was not found, guilt, uh, not found involved in the killings was found guilty of robbery and sentenced to nine years in prison. But not, like, as accessory to murder or anything like that? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. He uh, was, I guess, smart in that aspect that he never showed his face or his voice. Well, we don't know if his voice was it there. No. I don't. But he never showed that he was part of it. I mean, smart, yes, I guess so, on his behalf. But he should be in jail for the same he crimes. He should be, yes. And and I don't understand how it wasn't the prosecution's job to be like, listen, we know you're in on it. Uh-huh. If you turn tables and, and help us to prosecute them. We can figure it out. We can do but something. We can help you a little bit. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because we know you're guilty of it, yes. too. Yeah. Um, Sayenko and Sabrunik were found guilty of... Animal cruelty charges, Hans has said of Sayenko and Sprunyuk, quote, if I had known the atrocities they were capable of committing, I would never have gone near them at gunpoint. You Be- did. You're a liar, yeah. The judge stated in the verdict that the main motive for the crimes had been a desire for, quote, morbid self-affirmation, referring to the accused as, the court noted, the proper- poverty of their emotional world and their absence of interest in people and moral standards. Mm-hmm. Which is a really nice way of saying you're disgusting human being. Yes. You're not a human being. You're disgusting monster. The court's verdict was found uh, 
was several hundred pages long and read out over two days. The lawyers for Sayanko and Sabrunyuk were announced and um, their of their intention to appeal, saying that the authenticity of the photographs and video evidence was not established beyond a reasonable doubt. The claim was dismissed by Edmund Sa... A Sakian? A lawyer for the, one of the victim's families who commented, quote, in theory, a photo can be faked, but to fake a 40-minute video would require a studio and a whole year. That's what I'm saying, yes. That's what I said. Yeah. You need, you need a, at the time, you needed a movie theater. Because, like, now you can do video edits on your phone, but, like... Not for a 40-minute video. No. And, like, yeah. No. Larissa Doigav, Dovgal, Dovgal, a representative of the victim's families claimed other perpetrators involved in the crime could still be at large. And then it had a whole section about their appeal, but I didn't care about their appeal because they're very guilty. Yes. Um, so, like, even let's say Hamza was not involved in the murder in some way, uh, that means someone was still behind that fucking camera. And, like, and where are they? Yes, exactly. And then was there anyone else behind? The camera as well that was, you know, watching them do this stuff. Were they doing it for an audience? How were could there... you watch somebody do something like that? If they were already doing it, if they were part of a friend group that was all involved in it, they yeah. just, yeah. Anyways. Um, parents of Sayenko and Svorunyuk repeated their beliefs of the innocence of their sons. How could you see something like that and still, I mean, yes, I, I could imagine doing anything for your child. But a murderer, well, that was a like murdering child. Da- Jeffrey Dahmer's father. He's still at the end of the trial. He said, "Still my son." I'm like, I what mean, the fuck? saying yes, that's still my son. Yes, that's still my kid. But fighting for them still after something like that. Yeah, I can't imagine. And and the judge tells you, "Are you blind?" This is obviously you. Here is obviously you. You've been uh, duped. Yes. Vladimir Sperunya claimed that Igor had been found tortured by it to extract his confession, which possibly it is Eastern Europe. Yeah, that doesn't sound too abnormal. Um, with the police covering his head and forcing him to inhale cigarette smoke. Yeah, that would Not a big deal. Uh, uh, I think gays do that in the bars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, do it. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, great smoke, bud. Great. Ah, no! Uh, speaking at a televised press conference, he cited irregularities in the investigation and said that the, the case against his son was false. Sayenko claimed that his son was a scapegoat and that the, the crimes were committed by the relatives of senior officials. Which, in 2000s Ukraine, I could still imagine people having like that, that distrust of government yeah. because of communism. Yes. Because, I mean, that didn't fall until the 90s, so... Yeah. It's still fresh. It'd be like, oh, we'll just blame it on another party member lower. Yeah. Uh, the parents stated their intent to appeal to the Supreme Court of Ukraine and the European Court of Human Rights. What about everyone else's human rights that was murdered? Yeah. The parents of Sayenko and Sepronyuk argued also that Hans's sentence was too lenient, which... Perhaps. With the the parents of the the two convicted for the life sentence. <laughs> like, well, we're, we're like, going well, down. He's then... gonna go down too. Yeah. So then you're just admitting that he that first of all you're admitting that, that your, your children did that it. Your children did it. 
Um, an opinion of uh, an opinion poll conducted in Dnipro found that 50.3% of people believe that sentence, the sentence was fair, and 48.6% believe that, that it was too lenient and should have been more severe. So literally, 98% of people were like, they got what was coming to them, or they, they needed deserve more. worse. Yes. So two percent of people had other opinions. Two yeah. percent of people. Well, I need to see more facts. We know those people. Yes. Uh, April of 2011, a poll found that nearly 60% of Ukrainians wanted a death penalty available for serial killings where the judicial, judicial error had been ruled out. So they they said, we want a death penalty for very specific cases. Yes. August 18th, 2009. 60% is an overwhelming number for politics. Yeah. It's a big number. 2009, the Supreme Court of Ukraine referred to the case referred the case back to Dnipro Regional Court of Appeal, um, welcomed by Igor Sayenko, the father, who stated that it is a step towards clearing his son's name. Speaking at a press conference, he he and Vladimir Sporunya, both fathers, repeated the belief that their uh, the case had been based on fabricated evidence. A spokesperson for the prosecutor's office said that the decision to refer the case back to the appeals court was procedural, and they were confident that the verdict would be upheld. It was uh, scheduled for the 5th of October 2009, uh, and in the newspaper Novimos, the mothers of both of the children said their children were being treated well in prison. It was also reported that Igor Sayenko was considering setting up a website about the case. And on November 24th, the Supreme Court of Ukraine upheld both life sentences passed on both of the children in February, and um, they've been in jail ever since. Good. How old were they again when the, all this was happening? In their teens. Yeah. In their late early 20s, late teens. Near high school age children. College age children. Yeah. And you were just like, yeah, you know what? Well, let me just I can take a life. Yeah, for a lot of lives. Yeah, that doesn't matter. No. I can take a life. It's nothing to me. My God. That is... Depraved. Depraved. Evil. Psychotic. Uh, psychopathic. And to be like, oh yeah, a camera. Woo, did look at blood and guts and stabbed in the eye. And he's still breathing. It's like, oh, look at him. He's still breathing. Yeah. That's a human being. Oh, my God. I like, I mean, okay. We talk about serial killers and we, you know, talk about the history and like, oh, you had a bad life, blah, blah, blah. Like, and that's not like, that's never an excuse. But we see like the buildup to it. We heard the buildup of this, like that they had life given to them and that they came from high up. Human they could being. do whatever they wanted. And this is what they to chose to do. things, and they decide to destroy things. Destroy people's lives. It reminds me of, like, Scream. Like, yeah. just, <laughs> I just want to kill people. I just don't care. Yeah. It's very angsty teen, just like, people don't like me because I'm disgusting, so I'm going to take people's lives. Yeah, and then I'll have some sort of it's. I mean, it's the seri- It's the school shooter kind of mm-hmm. mentality of I'll get famous somehow. This yeah. I'll get famous. Well, they apparently didn't want the fame because they didn't say a damn thing about it. Well, they wanted to get rich. Yes, because they even had 
I mean, I feel like that's even worse than somebody that's just like, I want to be famous. They're like, I'm doing this for money. Mm. I'm going to murder people for money. For money. <coughs> I don't know. Yeah. That was the first one on the list where, well, all of the people on the list were depraved. But the first one where I was like, this is just like out outright, just like disregard for other people having souls. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't think that other people are human. Yeah. I mean, they all don't do that, but this one was just like, whatever I can, whoever I can put my boot on their head to get whatever I want, I will do. I I just, I don't have words to acknowledge how fucked up that is. They're all gross. Yeah. Well, at least two of them are in jail for the rest of their life. For now. The other one has had, what, 15 years of hard labor? And, yeah. Yeah. Nine years of prison. And they're out. Yeah. And it did say that they had a family now. Which I didn't want to mention. That was not something I thought was relevant. Yeah, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, you are a person who i mean this seems like it was a very public case so you know this person is attached in some way to murderers unless you you are one of the part of the two percent of people who don't believe that they exist maybe that they did these things and you choose to then start a whole family with this murder (laughs) or associate to murder yeah. Why are people? I don't know. Well, that's crazy. Look at that. We we're back in the swing. We did it. Look at us let's, talking about. Let's come back in here with hard hitting cases. I know. Damn, destroying people's lives. As I mean, this guy didn't have much details because he once again just refused to admit it. Um, he's like, no, I didn't do it. Like, oh boy, okay. Yeah. I mean, this also is like, this is the 2000s. You want to do something like that? People are going to catch you. You're, yeah. Yes. Especially I mean, when you're going to about... be so callous about it and be like, I want to remember this moment. Yeah. I want to have this on video so that I can look back and remember how I murdered people. Yeah. I mean, nowadays we have, the luckily, like all the DNA testing and... Uh, fingerprinting and all that stuff that's very easy to access now. Um, and locations, location services everywhere. We can find out where you were, where your thing pinged. Ping your cell phone. Yes, we can find out all the things. Um, but it doesn't stop serial killers like that. I keep the example that I keep coming back to is that Canadian serial killer that was putting people's bodies in their because uh, he's a landscaper putting people's bodies in, in the, the garden good in the gardens that's uh, i was listening to that case earlier again that was 2018 yeah. that was recent and he was getting them from grinder mm-hmm. like he was using grinder for this <laughs> yeah. but they were people from countries that whose families from countries that didn't accept homosexuality or it was death penalty in in those countries so them being missing was n- nothing didn't mean anything. So these people were gone because no one knew they were gone. <laughs> yeah. Which is depressing. I always wonder that. Do you ever wonder that? Like, 
Well, I mean, okay, you have a family. That's a different situation. But, like, I wonder, like, if I fell down and hit my head, how long would it take for someone to find me? <laughs> I feel like a people would know really quickly. Hmm. Chris isn't responding back in five seconds. <laughs> I w- What's the situation? <laughs> so we've been watching American Horror Story NYC, mm-hmm. and it is very... Uh, explicit about the AIDS crisis of the 80s mm-hmm. and I just lost it at the end like the first eight episodes are like American Horror Story like ooh what's mm-hmm. going on but the last two are just about like how AIDS affected everyone mm-hmm. and everyone you know just died mm-hmm. just was gone and you maybe knew they died or maybe you didn't uh-huh and somebody would find them weeks later, uh, or you were in the hospital with them and they just died. Yeah. Well, and, then, I mean, that's like the, and they kind of gloss over it on the, because uh, I've only watched season one of Pose. But like when they're talking about like, oh, I'm at my 95th funeral this this year or whatever it is. like at, They were all at tons of funerals. Yeah. I could not have taken that. No. Yeah. I'm too soft. Too soft. <laughs> it's it's wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to deal with that. Yeah, that's why people created. I mean, that's where a lot of like kink culture comes from. Is that they had their communities of people that were like interested in these things and like, well, we're all sticking together. And so, yeah, that's like crazy. And I never thought about that as heavily as I did from that watching that yeah and i mean i've heard people talk about it before but it didn't hit as deep yeah the history of it maybe it's because i'm older now but i'm not on a podcast that talks about gay stuff all the time oh but you know who is you are let's talk about gay stuff let's talk about gay stuff so i pop out over to let's talk about gay stuff to talk about the youth things youthful things uh so we, uh, every two weeks, you can find a new episode of Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Um, if you need any help with gay history, uh, lesbian history, queer history, trans... about the AIDS crisis. Yes, trans trans history. We've got you, babies. We've, we are, we've been researching just as long as Spoopy has been going on. So, uh, you got three years of podcast to catch up on. So that's Let's Talk About Gay Stuff, uh, dot com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Instagram. Uh, let's talk about gay stuff on Facebook and then talk gay stuff on Twitter. If you want to send us an email, that's let's talk about gay stuff at gmail.com. Yes. Got it all. Got him. Um, on a related note, uh-huh. um, do you need help? <laughs> Me? On your projects? Oh, gosh. I used to have that. This is your commercial. Okay, I just okay, used I to it. be much better. I got it. I got it. Hold on. I got it. You need help with project work? Need help finding people to help you out with your accounting? Or perhaps making a website for you? Business? Things? Business stuff. Economy work is here to help. Economy works is... Why don't you take over from here, Chris? So, Economy Works is a freelance talent network that connects professionals with product work. If you're a company that needs help running job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, or managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the economy.
Economy Works. Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S dot com. Economy Works. Yum. That's good. I felt like I should take a bass note sometimes. Yeah, every once in a while. It's like, oh, I just have oh, such a very uh, deep uh, and rich, dulcet, baritone voice. You use dulcet very loosely here. Yeah, because it means loose and low. <laughs> Not what I was going for. Loose and low. Loose and... You, said, you did say that you used honey earlier today. Yes. Yes, and... Well. Mm, yes. Also, my Red Bulls have a lot of sugar in them, and I imagine that helps somehow. What flavor did you switch to? Fig Apple. Fig Apple. So good. You like it? Okay. I do, but I don't need to have 78% of my daily sugar allowance in a drink. I have sugar-free. That's what I need to go back to. My, uh, uh, I took one the other day, yesterday, uh, and I thought it was no big deal, and the students were just obsessed with me drinking a Red Bull, and I'm like... Hey, that's never happening again. So today I took a Red Bull because I still needed it. And but you I, put it in a coffee cup. In my coffee cup. <laughs> so once I finished my green tea, because I start with green tea in the mornings, uh, and then for my like energy throughout the day, I pour the Red Bull in my coffee cup. So I had that. We discussed you switching to Red Bull in the morning, green tea in the afternoon. I tried that. And it didn't work? It did not work because I was sleepy. So I did the green tea in the morning and then around 10 o'clock when the kids went to uh, enrichment, I was like, oh. now it's time for Red Bull. So I put the Red Bull in there. Well, I heard somebody tell me on a video, not in person because, well, you know. I don't talk to people. The other day <laughs> that you shouldn't consume caffeine within the first hour and a half of you waking up. I don't. Well, then... That information is not uh, crucial for I you. don't actually do that. Yeah, I don't actually, because I wake up at 545. Uh, I start getting ready. I go through, I mean, I boil my water for the tea. I don't think I have my first sip until I get to the classroom and, like, have students ready to go. 730, so in the first hour and a half, I don't have caffeine. Hmm. Impressive, right? I think mine is right at the hour and a half yeah. mark, but. Yeah. Sometimes I don't have it until like three in the afternoon, and I'm still fine. Mm. So that's uh, coffee is the thing that has has kind of fucked me up, and I, I can't do coffee. I've tried so many different I don't methods. Drink yeah, I've tried so many different methods. I did iced coffee for a while. It just anything. It just dries me out too much and gives me uh, stomach pain. So can't do that. Yeah. Anyways. Well, we're almost here at two hours, so should we um, tell them about our podcast, our spoopy podcast? Yes, that does exist, yeah. Our spoopy podcast is the destination where you're trying to go to find, you know, pivotal, very insightful information about murder. And you're currently here. And you're here already. So you did it. Congratulations. You did it. I'm so proud of you, sweetie. Uh Um, And we're back. And we're not going anywhere. Swing it. I can't record next week. <laughs> so check back with us in January. That's our spoopy podcast at rspoopypodcast.com. Our spoopy podcast on Instagram. Our spoopy on Facebook. And our spoop on Twitter. Our spoop on Facebook. And our spoopy on Twitter. Uh-huh. 
but I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I don't so know. You don't know. That's why you don't know it. Um, and you could also always send us an email at rspoopypodcast at gmail.com. Does that mean? Rspoopypodcast. <laughs> what? But we should probably tell them to get, get spoopy, spoopy with it.